Welcome back to So You Wanna, a show for writers by writers. Al and I created this brand to give authors a place to chat, hang out, and generally just be. The world needs more books. It needs your books. We want to make that happen. I'm Meg, a romance writer. And I'm Elle, a contemporary romance writer. Today, we are talking about folklore. You know, this is a this is an interesting episode uh, I'm gonna call it right now you know <laughs> <laughs> well it's not something that I think people think about uh as as a standalone you know mm-hmm. yeah for sure but there's actually like a lot of content that goes into it and especially if you are a fantasy writer or I don't know even sci-fi. I remember like yeah, sci-fi, horror, like all sorts of, you know, it's just very vital. It's not something that you really think about, I think. No, I don't think so. Because, I mean, even in contemporary work, you can use folklore and stuff like yeah. that to do a retelling and stuff like that. Like I have A retelling books. or to introduce culture or something, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, just looking at my shelf, I have a book called Anne of Manhattan, which is, you know, based on Anne of Green Gables. I've got... Mm-hmm. Um, there's another book. What's it called? It's After Hours on Malegro Street, which is like a um like a Romeo Juliet contemporary romance novel. So That's I you know, like there's all yeah. kinds of folklore everywhere in the books that you um you read and in every genre. It's just a matter yeah. of, you know. Well, do, do you recognize it or not? <laughs> maybe after this episode, people will be like, oh, my gosh, there it is. And I do do that, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's or like- maybe they will hit unsubscribe. But, yeah. you know, you can't win every fight, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I think that that folklore is like is just really interesting. I, I'm really big on cultures and stuff like yeah. that. Like, I think they're so cool. And when you travel to a new country... Um, if you ever, you know, are, are lucky enough to go anywhere and it doesn't matter where you go, you know, like recently I went down to the States to visit you and it, like, I took in new things that aren't normal to Canada, you know, right, and it's just, yeah. it's always interesting to see the difference, um, mm-hmm. between any other culture than my own, you know, yeah, good or bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had to add that tag. I still, I still feel the biscuits and gravy. <laughs> yeah, we do have some we have some heavy heavy meals here for sure. <laughs> All right, well speaking of meals, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Yeah, Side yeah. note, I hate dinners that are strictly meat and potatoes, so please don't make really? that for me. Okay. So I know, I would like to point out that that phrase, okay? I had this teacher once. <laughs> it sounds really I should say this professor. This is going to be our new code. I hope it's our new code. I I should say professor because I was an adult. Okay, at the at the point of this. Okay, okay. So we're I, I have to preference that. Okay, we're, we're in uni, people. We're in uni. Yeah, I had a professor once who who had a Chicago accent. <laughs> and um, Chicago is that what it is? That listen. I'm not going to lie to you, okay? Um, the Chicago and the New York accent and the Dallas accent, 
they get me every time okay oh no but especially the chicago accent and this guy would say meat and potato like (laughs) all the time it became a game to get him to say it like because it sounded so good coming out of his mouth i was an adult (laughs) woman I just want to say, like, it just reminds me of this TikTok, um, like, this father and son thing. Um, and the way this guy says coffee, it's so New York. Well, see, I know like, who you're talking about. Yeah, and it's like, uh. and so it's like this thing where they're always trying to get him to say coffee. And every time he does, I'm like, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, listen, that that's the accent, okay? It's the harsh, it's, it's the, you know, the action and the yeah. coffee and then the the um meat and potato like i just i'm like how do i convince a person to say meat and potatoes as many times as possible without coming off suspicious like the- i am so sorry i shared this fable everyone i am so sorry this is worse than frodo don't start on frodo i'm just saying the ant <laughs> had an opportunity to be the bigger man and he didn't and i think that speaks at least the grasshopper asked for help. Do you know how hard it is to ask for help? I, got a lot I don't know what to say because there's a point to the story. I know. Okay. You know what? Listen, moving on. We have folk tales, you know. That's another one. Okay. Don't confuse folk tales with legends. Okay. Folk tales are different because the storyteller has full freedom to create whatever they want even a whole new world of nice ants a legend (laughs) needs to be anchored into a historical event or a place an example of a legend is robin hood in robin hood there is an element of truth although the truth has been passed on so much that it's kind of gotten muddled with some fiction um but you know it's there another great way to differentiate a folktale from a legend is folktales mostly highlight a crisis that the individual overcomes in life a legend is a story of fame and glory Mm -hmm. so like meg said robin hood is a great example of a legend also king arthur is another legend king arthur would have fed the grasshopper oh my god (laughs) the takeaway here is that folklore can be a hundred percent fiction okay on this that note of course legends are also a type of folklore just let you guys know so yeah all right finally it's an episode of folklore (laughs) thank you for mansplaining that out all right did you call me l you called myself. Me. I was talking to you me. I was me talking to me. Oh, <laughs> and then I'm less offended. My bad, everyone. That's on me. <laughs> okay. All right. Finally, we've got proverbs and riddles. <laughs> I have a riddle. Oh, God. Who should have fed the grasshopper? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, never ever share stories again. Proverbs and and riddles. Okay, these are are shorter forms of folk literature. Okay, 
Proverbs express observations about nature or life or are just wise and, and, and un, you know, ex- express wise or unwise conduct, okay? They can be spoken orally or written. Ultimately, Proverbs make clear and distinct statements about something. A riddle is the opposite of that. It's designed mm-hmm. to deceive the listener or reader about its meaning. A description is given, then the answer is demanded. Uh, mm-hmm. Riddles have classically been used. And- okay. Well, that's and a good Meg, whatever she said about a grasshopper. <laughs> Listen, it was a riddle. Who should have fed the grasshopper? Because should the grasshopper have fed himself or should yes. the ant? Should the ant have fed him? The yes. Trick, Look- no, the answer is they both should have done it. Whoever the had answer, the opportunity. I was going to say, that's why I said yes to both. They both should have been smarter and better. Smarter and better. Spoken like a fire sign. Compassionate. <laughs> not smarter, not better. Compassionate. Okay, Ugh. no, but the, okay, like in reality, the grasshopper should have been preparing for winter. And when the ant her, saw the grasshopper, it should have taken pity on the grasshopper. And no, in like, really, reality, they both, they both could have done better. In reality, the grasshopper dies on his way to talk to the ant who lives in like a hive of other ants and they eat his corpse. That is the reality of that fable. Okay. Let's not sugarcoat it. Okay. Well, choices were made. I hope your children aren't listening. Yeah. This got uncomfortable fast. (laughs) All right, guys. That's a good rundown. Why are children listening to our show? I I about Frodo every other week and I lust after Aragorn. This is okay. not a show for children. But people if, listen to podcasts in their car. If say. your children are listening to this right now, I am not responsible for how messed up they become. Okay. Also, <laughs> Frodo was worthless and he is the grasshopper in this this fable. <laughs> all right, guys. That's all the types of folklore. We're going to take a break so Elle can stop laughing. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how to use folklore in your writing. Oh, my God. Hey, Meg. Hey, Elle. Remember when we said we wanted to start a podcast but didn't know where to start? Yep. And then we heard about Anchor, you know, the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. (laughs) I sure do. And it's been great. We can record, upload, and even schedule the days our podcast releases. Everyone should check it out. Easy podcasting, free hosting. Join the growing number of podcasters who are using Anchor worldwide today. And we're back. A friendly reminder, you are listening to So You Want to Write, a show for writers by writers. Before the break, Elle and I reviewed different types of folklore. I got upset over a fictional grasshopper. And now we are going to talk about how to include folklore in your writing. Please, no grasshoppers or ants. (laughs) All right. There are a number of ways that you can use folklore in your writing, probably more than we're going to list. So if you have other ways that you've gone about this or that you know about, we would love to hear about it. Uh, You can DM us on Instagram about it at lmeredith.writes or at author Megan Alexandria. We're always excited to hear more about how people uh, include culture in their writing. Um, So Please yeah, for sure. Know. And if you agree that the ant was wrong, please at author Megan Alexandria. All right. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> the first way that you can use folklore in your writing is retellings. Yeah. 
And this is probably the first thing that you think about when you pair folklore and creative writing. Within this category, there are just so many different possibilities, um, but retellings are are there, right? So this will help you illuminate the backstory of, say, the Enchanted Mirror or set Cinderella in space, I don't know, or even give the villain the hero, you know, look at the, the wicked, what is that, the wicked villains? series right or wicked it's just wicked like the broadway show oh yeah and just wicked yeah but. yeah <laughs> um and if you're looking to see how to do a retelling there are a lot of popular books that are retellings um a court of thorn and roses that's a retelling of beauty and the beast these violent delights is a retelling of romeo and juliet and so is west side story there's also a book uh, called Meg and Joe, which is a modern little woman. Oh, that's neat. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, uh, but we could spend, you know, the whole episode going back and forth with different book titles of retellings. We're not going to do that. The point is what really, truly makes all of these retellings interesting is that they pull different bits and pieces of the folklore you already know, and they turn it into something completely new and unique. Mm-hmm memoirs are also another way that authors bring fairy tales to life um mirror mirror on the wall women writers explore their favorite fairy tales and brothers and the beast an anthology of men and fairy tales are two um more well-known ones that feature writers discussing their favorite fairy tales and often using them to make sense of their own lives and you can also write your own fairy tales don't be fooled i know it sounds deceptively easy I know what you're thinking. You're thinking new plot, distinct characters, plus challenges, hangups, and wishes equals a new fairy tale. Yes, that's kind of true, but only kind of. <laughs> the formula overlooks a lot of what shapes a fairy tale. So think about the classic fairy tale, okay? The Little Mermaid by Hans Christian Andersen, right? So... Sure, it's an original fairy tale on its own, uh, but it does draw deeply on mermaid and siren lore. And even the most original fairy tales remix elements from old tales and other established lores. Exactly. And we're not saying this to discourage you from writing a fairy tale. New fairy tales are being created all the time. Mm It's all about what side of the original or retelling line you're on. You want to make sure that you're on the original side of that line. Yeah, you can also use folklore uh, for aesthetic. Maybe you've written this amazing fantasy novel with a fairy tale feel. Um, so now you want your cover to reflect that, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, fairy tales have such a nostalgic feel to them. So playing up on that will draw readers in. And what makes something feel like a fairy tale is different for different people. So there should be a lot of ways for you to approach that. Pinterest is a great tool to help you get your aesthetic right and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And of course, finally, you can create your own lore. You know, using already known lore is a great place to start in creating your own. Uh, just like it's a retelling, it's about giving existing lore a little twist to make it yours. Actually, I, I did this in the Miranda Rights. So 
for anybody who's new to our show or or new to me, I guess maybe you're L's reader here and mm-hmm. you just listen to me complain about Frodo all the time. I have and the a, grasshoppers. Yeah. I have a series called The Miranda Writes, and it's a it's a magic realism a book. So it's set in modern day Memphis, Tennessee, but it is about werewolves and witches and vampires, and it's set in the south so there's a lot of southern lore that went into building it and then i you know built off of that so like the vampire that are in the book are actually a combination of another entity in that area's culture and folklore Um, so it's not your traditional oh they have fangs and they drink blood uh feel they are but there's a little bit more to them and it it crosses with um with another i guess story in the area mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i mean something that i really like is, is kind of how you draw attention to the fact that what we know may not be real you know right. like you you say it in your book that you know what you like the main character kind of realizes oh my gosh the lore i know may not be passed down so many times that it's kind of like the telephone effect you and for anybody who is not born in the 1900s uh there (laughs) there were these phones that we had no but that just means that things get lost through translation so yeah and we kind of talked about that above about how you know robin hood is is based in truth but it's been passed down so many times that there's a lot of fictitious stuff to it as well right for sure yeah anyway so i mean there you have it how to include folklore in your writing like i said this is a very small sampling we're always interested in learning more about culture and how Mm -hmm. we can incorporate culture into our writing so please don't be afraid to to come at us and be like hey this is another great way that you can include culture and folklore into your writing and I do want to throw this out there. You know, we kind of talked about this um, a little bit ago. You slide into our DMs, tell us all your tips and whatever you have for folklore. But this is a show for writers by writers. And Elle and I do invite authors to come on to this show and talk to us um, all the time. So if you are listening to this and you're like, hey, I would love to hang out with those two very cool and not weird people. <laughs> it's really hilarious how you're like these two really cool people and then you just go into a hacking fit like i shouldn't laugh but it's (laughs) we want to hear from you so definitely hit us up let us know what your strengths are let us know what you write what your genre is if you have any books coming out and yeah we'll talk my people will call your people right I am your people. (laughs) As a reminder, I'm Meg. My work is on Wattpad under Megan Alexandria. I am most active on Instagram at author Megan Alexandria. And you can use the link that is in my bio to find all of my work, all of the work that you can purchase, all the work that's on Wattpad, whatever, and all the social media sites that I am on. And I'm Elle, also a writer over on Wattpad under Elle Meredith Writes. Um, also, connect me on Instagram at elmeredith.writes. In my bio, there's a link that will lead you to everything Elle, my TikTok, our Discord. I'm on Goodreads doing reviews. Um, so if you're looking to see what I'm reading or looking for your next great book, I leave very thorough reviews with no spoilers so that you kind of know what you're going to be getting into.
And we also have a website for So You Wanna. It's www.sywwrite.com. That is So You Wanna Write.com. You can find our merchandise and coupons to get you a discount uh, pretty much year round. So www.sywwrite.com. Join us next week where we will be talking all about romantic arcs. Same time, same place. We want to see you there. So you are now a show for writers, but writers, da-da, da-da-dee.